profit. What? Profit, profit! I prophesy, I have sight, I see. No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast brought to you by Home Field Apparel. I'm Carlos. Joining me live is Avery at Brave Grapes. I'm not hungover, not even a little bit. Greg at Banana Morphs. I believe. <laughs> Matt Hubertson at No Pit Stops. I cannot see a fucking <laughs> For the last time ever, Reed at Pac-10 Reed. I see fine. I see the vision. <laughs> I uh I these are not prescription sunglasses and so I've got my fucking show notes turned up to like 200%. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Anyway, shout out to those joining us live on YouTube. Don't know how many of you there are cuz I can't read. <laughs> Uh, but for those of you who are on here, whether it's a, a few handful or thousands, like the video. Send us in your comments and thoughts and subscribe to the channel. Please subscribe to the channel. Ton of, tons of folks are tuning in, maybe, hopefully. Uh, but none of y'all are hitting subscribe, so please hit subscribe. It really helps us out. Podcast listeners, uh, we have not forgotten about you. We love you. Thank you for tuning in once again. Be sure to follow the show. Rate us five stars on Apple and Spotify. New five-star review just dropped, by the way. This one's from... Kenny Abbott, he says, love the crew, five stars, so bummed by the direction of the conference, but so happy to be along for the final ride with this pod. As an Arizona alum with a brother who went to Oregon and a dad who went to UCLA, the Pac-12 has always been a big part of my life, and it will be such a shame to see it go. This pod is always a joy to listen to and really helps bridge the gap of connecting with other Pac-12 sickos. Love everybody, and... Uh, keep up the great work, friends. P.S. As an Arizona fan, watching He Who Must Not Be Named be our final pack quarterback of the Pac-12 era while pretty much every other team, barring Stanford and ASU, has fun and exciting QBs is incredibly depressing. Shout out. How did you do that? Oh, How did you read that? It's 200%. I'm telling you, it is 200%. <laughs> it is a fucking just like you know the in the optic when you do your eye test and it's the biggest row that's what i'm looking at right now <laughs> uh thank you to kenny though we are we are also annoyed at arizona and their quarterback who must not be named but uh ted mcmillan is fucking absurd player i'm not sure if y'all saw any highlights but uh, i hope you enjoy at least watching him anyway please give us five star review on apple Podcasts, and we'll read it on air also as always, we've got extra bonus Pac-12 football content for you on Patreon. Greg runs a weekly preview episode uh, looking ahead to the next slate of games. We post that late Wednesday night or early Thursday morning. And, uh, oh, man, we've got a big slate of Pac-12 games this weekend in the opening weekend of conference play. So if you want a deep dive into UCLA, Utah, Oregon, Colorado, USC and Arizona State. <laughs> uh, uh, if you want to deep dive into all that, go check out our Patreon at NoTruckStops.com. All right, let's finally take off these sunglasses so I can fucking see, and let's move on to talk. We're about to talk about Colorado. Oh, Leave them on, you coward. Oh, my God. Holy shit, I can see. <laughs> uh, let's move on to talk about some Pac-12 football, starting again with Colorado. Let me just say, I know it looks like we're like engagement farming right now, like just talking about Colorado constantly, but like they've been a big story. And this Don't. this slate, this slate in particular was horrible. And the Colorado-Colorado State game was by far the most interesting and fun game. So anyway, let's talk about Colorado. Reed, how about you recap this game for us? 
If you couldn't tell uh, by these outfits, Colorado is indeed our lead game uh, once again. But I have to say, as you mentioned, the Buffs deserved this one. Game day was in Boulder on Saturday for the Buffs in-state rivalry with Colorado State. The fireworks started immediately with a Shiloh Sanders pick six. Then the two sides traded explosive drives and Colorado returned the favor by fumbling for a 45-yard scoop and score. After this truly unhinged start, the Buffs would fail to score on their next six drives. Colorado looked all but dead with Travis Sanders knocked out by a vicious late hit in the first Travis quarter. Sanders. Or Travis Hunter. Oop. <laughs> Damn. Basically. <laughs> basically a new new Dion Sun just dropped. <laughs> How quickly they forget. My God. The body's not even cold yet. <laughs> but... With two minutes left, Shadur Sanders, uh, Dion's actual son, led the Buffs on a 98-yard game-winning uh, or game-tying touchdown drive and added two more passing TDs in overtime to secure a 43-35 win. The Folsom Field crowd rushed the field, and a bunch of losers got upset on Twitter, uh, and and Colorado came away 3-0. Who wants to start us off here, Carlos? Yeah, I I, uh, I can start us off, and if my video is freezing, I don't know what to do about it. My connection is uh, unstable. Very cool. Uh, anyway, so I thought that this game, I truly thought Colorado State was dead in the water. Um, I thought that <laughs> it really looked like Colorado State was the much more physical football team. It felt like they were dominating Colorado on the lines. It really looked like Colorado State was getting to Shadur Sanders like almost on every drop back. Um, and you know, and, and offensively Colorado state was providing a ton of time for, um, for their quarterback, Nicolosi, who I just, I felt like they said his name 1 million times. I felt like, and his name's not even Nicolosi, right? Isn't it like Fowler Nicolosi? Like his name is hyphenated or something. Um, anyway, I was really impressed by that. Uh, I was really impressed by what he was doing, but, uh, since my internet looks like it's dog shit right now, Greg, how about you? Uh, how about you go forward? Talk about your reactions to this game. This is another game where, like, I don't know. I'm impressed. All the things preseason we've talked about it each week so far. All the things preseason I didn't think I'd see from Colorado. I saw today. Like I was worried that with all the turnover that that rosters had, they would not handle adversity well. You know, like this would be a team that would struggle to pull together in moments like a rivalry game where you're losing to a team you're favored by three touchdowns against, and yet they they fought back and they won the game in overtime. That was really impressive to me. That all being said, this game definitely did show us that Colorado is definitely still a flawed team. Like Colorado State was able to push them around pretty easily, I thought, uh, that maybe changed a little bit. The rush wasn't getting home quite as much once uh, Kamara went down. And, well, not went down, got ejected in overtime for targeting on Shadur Sanders. But uh, I think those were some worrying signs, especially considering that this is a team that Washington State handled so easily. And uh, Colorado struggled a lot. So that that's concerning to me. But overall, considering that, like, 
I'm still not expecting a lot from Colorado this season. I'm still pretty impressed. I still feel pretty good about Colorado. Like this is they're three and zero right now, which none of us expected going into the season. I think they're in a really good spot to fight for bowl eligibility and maybe a little bit more. So despite the fact that they were big favorites in this game, I still come out thinking overall pretty positively about Colorado. Yeah, I've got some thoughts about Colorado State, but Matt Hubertson, how about you take us next? What were your instant reactions to Colorado beating Colorado State in this double overtime thriller? Um, I think that I've kind of been I look, I've been a hating ass. I get it. Like that <laughs> final that final drive by Shador was very, very impressive. I think that that to me was kind of this position of like, all right, show me something, right? Like you've been bottled up all game. And, you know, for whatever reason that is, whether that was all Travis Hunter going out or um, exactly what it was that caused the offense to really sputter throughout this game, I do think that the ability to just kind of take over at the end and have that supreme confidence, you know, Avery has talked about, like, have we, we have underestimated the cool factor and how much that actually matters in winning games. I think that that's why Colorado won this game, honestly. <laughs> like, I, I do think that that matters a lot. Um I think as far as it's it, this is a very like shocking three and O to me, I think is really my biggest takeaway. Like I just, I think going into the season, we all had our thoughts. I think that even looking back on the season, it's like, yeah, I mean, probably could have lost two of those games pretty easily. Right? Like I don't, these weren't exactly dominating performances against TCU and against Colorado state. So um, I think absolutely getting those wins is, is very, very important. I, Arizona State and Stanford look pretty damn listless. So absolutely, like bowling is very much a possibility. I just, I don't know. Like I'm trying to not like overreact in either direction. I think that this is a good team. I don't, I still don't think this is a top half of the league team. I don't know. Yeah, we can, we can talk about that. I've got some, I've got some, I got some thoughts, but, but just coming back, uh, coming back to this game, Grapes, I wanted to get your instant reactions. And then we got to get to what it means for Colorado. Okay, I did the thing again where, like, I watched a Bay Area school instead of, like, the big important game I probably should have been watching. Like, I was one of the seven <laughs> people watching Stanford Sac State. I was locked in. Uh, but I did catch, like, a majority of the end of Colorado. And I guess my reaction is, like, I think we need to adjust how we see Colorado State. Because I was under the impression Colorado State was one of the worst teams in FBS. But... Our sample size of Colorado this year is Colorado State this year is very small. The only other team they've played is Washington State, and Washington State might actually be very good. So I'm not claiming Colorado State is some juggernaut, but I definitely think they aren't as bad as some of the teams that we've seen playing. Um, my my biggest takeaway instant reaction is that Colorado State played very dirty, and it was like very clear that one of their key game plans going into this was getting players injured. I don't know if that came from coaching or just from the players themselves. Usually I blame that on coaching because it feels like that's something that coaching should prevent from happening. But the hit on Travis Hunter was like obviously very dirty. Every time I watched it, it just seemed worse and worse. And then again, obviously with Shadur Sanders getting hit, that was very dirty too. So I don't know. That made me angry. I think my big takeaway from this game was it, it just comes down to how you want to judge Colorado. Are you judging them based on the standard of what we saw preseason? Because even if you forgot about the first two weeks and we just looked at this game in a vacuum as, say, it was the first thing we saw out of preseason, 
I would have been moderately impressed. It would have looked a lot like what I thought Colorado looked like in the preseason. And I would have been happy that they found a way to get it done in an in-state rivalry game. And now I think you take that and you can add in what they did in the first two weeks and say this is a huge success uh, in terms of what we've seen. It's also a huge success because they have the three wins that helps them get halfway to bowl eligibility in a conference that now has a couple teams that they should beat. Um, But if you're judging it based on them being a top 15 team and you are someone like Carlos who was tricked into that uh, and told them that they shouldn't be bound by any of the metrics or, or anything and just like let your expectations run wild with color, what Colorado is, then you're going to be set up for a disappointment because they're not built like that team. And people said after two weeks, they were like, we got in fights on Twitter and, and someone said to me, well, what do you know based on the first two weeks that tells you that Colorado isn't a top 15 team? It's all preseason priors. And that just wasn't the case. They couldn't rush the ball in the first two weeks. They didn't have a great defense in the first two weeks, aside from playing a horrific Nebraska team. And the flaws were already there. They came to roost in this game against a Colorado State team that was more well coached and prepared to play a real football game. And it bit them. Um, and, and so they, you know, they're not a top 15 team, but they're a very good one at the same time by the standards of what we've seen the last decade at Colorado. Uh, so I'm rooting for them. I'm happy that they came through. Um, but it's just hard to have this conversation because it feels like it's so polarized between, okay, either they're dog shit and overrated or they're like, legitimately 1B next to USC and Washington for the Pac-12 title, and neither of those feel yeah, true. Yeah, I feel like so much of what helped Colorado to start out this season was the element of surprise. I think a lot of these, maybe not necessarily the fans or the media, but the teams themselves underestimated Colorado a lot. I'm sure TCU wasn't expecting Colorado to like be good at all, um, and that's clearly gone now, and I think that kind of is what led to Colorado State to having the leg up on them. Like they had time to prepare for them, they knew where they were good. Like you said, they're a very one-dimensional offense. Like they do not have a rushing game, so you do not need to put anybody up there in the box. Like you can just drop back and wait and try to cover Travis Hunter. And with Travis Hunter being out on offense, it was made it way easier for Colorado State. So. Yeah, I I don't like that people's reaction to any faltering from Colorado turns into like an attack on Deion Sanders. That re- really pisses me off. But there is a ton of like valid criticism that needs to be said about this team because they're they're not elite. Honestly, like I don't even I'm not even sure they should be considered conference contenders at this point. Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't think they should be considered conference contenders. Um uh I don't think you can put up that performance against Colorado State and look yeah. as, and it, it it didn't feel fluky is the is the biggest thing that makes me convinced that they're not conference contenders is that like that that just looked like a game between two teams who are pretty close together in terms of overall quality. That looked like a game where Colorado, of course, has the much better quarterback and skill position talent. Colorado State had the much better interior talent, and that balanced it that balanced each other out uh in the pac 12 the advantage at skill positions is not going to be nearly as big 
uh, in most places. I think at quarterback, you're always going to just have a bit of an advantage there when you've got a guy like Shadur Sanders who just has been so impressive so far this year. But the gap in the interior is going to be much bigger than it was even against Colorado State. And I think that's that's pretty concerning if you're trying to think about Colorado as a contender for the conference. I'm not, and so I'm still feeling real good about them. So here's, uh, I am, I'm, no, I'm coming in midstream here. My internet has been absolute dog shit, but, uh, I'm, I, if I tell me if anyone's ever, uh, done the, done, talked about any of these things already. I, I, I was, I was still impressed that they beat Colorado state and I wasn't impressed. I really don't like, I'm sorry, Reed. I really don't like the, well, why don't we just, we have to grade them based on preseason expectations. Yeah, they, they didn't look great this game, but we thought they were going to be 2-10, and 3-9. First of all, y'all thought they were going to be 2-10 and 3-9. and uh, I did not. Uh, I thought they were going to be pretty good. I guess I'm of the opinion that this game, I think, raised a lot of questions about Colorado's lines. We've kind of talked about that extensively. Um, but I also think Colorado State might be, like, pretty good. Uh, we saw them against Washington State. They made Washington State look pretty ugly. Um, look, we have watched two Colorado State games at this point, all two of them. And Colorado State looked pretty okay against Washington State. They made Washington State kind of sweat for a little bit, uh, especially Did in they? that first half. Yeah, I mean, the first half, the <laughs> halftime the halftime score was 17-3, to but like... You know, Cam huh? Ward did not look good. <laughs> I don't in that think game. that's sweating. <laughs> I think it's sweating. Carlos. Did y'all did y'all watch that game? Did you yes. watch that game? I already yes. talked. I already talked about how maybe our expectations for Colorado State were a little bit too low. I don't think they're good. I just don't I think mean, they're as bad West, for a Mountain West team. Like I think they'll be like a top half Mountain West team probably. I don't know anything about the Mountain West, but they looked. Here's the thing: is like they did not play like a team that was like. Colorado level bad, which they were last year. Um, yeah. They, right. And mm-hmm. in the games that we did saw, I think they did play last year. Pretty sure they looked Colorado level bad then. This they did not play anything close to like a Colorado level bad. They didn't get like a bunch of fluky plays. That it really wasn't that kind of game from Colorado State. So I guess I'm saying all this to say yes, they have some questions. But I also think uh, <laughs> I, I also think. <laughs> Also think Colorado is a top half Pac-12 team. I think they I think bowl eligibility is still a guarantee for me. That is the floor for me. Um I think that the fact that they kind of looked dead in the water and recovered, this was by far the most impressive um uh I don't know, the most amount of adversity that they've had to deal with all season, right? A win, like a win is a win. A win is a win, and it's not like we haven't seen teams look like dog shit against bad teams and then not and then be fine later. So I guess I'm not suddenly being like, well, okay, Colorado is going to be fighting for bowl eligibility just like we thought all along. No, I don't think that. I think that they will be competitive. I think it's going to be really rough. I'm not sure if y'all talked about Travis Hunter yet. Um he is apparently in it was in the, admitted to the hospital last night. Um and will Deion Sanders sort of said that he's going to miss a few weeks, which means he will miss the Oregon game and he will miss the USC game. So it'll be tough to have their best player out for those two games. But I think that they are absolutely capable of, I don't know, getting close to 500 against the top half of the Pac-12. If not, maybe like, uh, I don't know, two and three or something like that. I think they can absolutely beat an Oregon State. Uh, I think they could absolutely yeah, they get beat a Washington State, State at they home. Can, 
yeah, I could think they absolutely could beat a Washington State. I think if Utah were on a neutral site, they absolutely could beat Utah. Um, so I don't know. I guess I like I, I just want to like people are gonna people are like using this game to be like, see, we told you, we told you Colorado was fraudulent. They're not that good. I'm not ready to buy that. It was a rivalry game. Also, an incredibly emotional one. Like there was a lot of shit happening before this game and a lot of scrappiness and Colorado was caught in an emotional place. So I guess I'm, I feel, I feel fine. Like it's a rivalry game and they won. I feel fine about Colorado. Yeah. My, I go ahead, Matt, go ahead, Matt. A team that was penalized for 182 yards and was minus two in the turnover margin is pretty good. Okay, cool. Good to know. That's hey, what I want to know. All I have to say, <laughs> That's a good performance all I have to them. say is I, I pulled up our preseason predictions because I am a receipt keeper um, guess who? <laughs> guess who on this podcast picked Colorado to go two and ten? That'd be Matt, and I that'd did. be me, Greg. Greg. Yeah, um, I I picked three and nine, so we're right there. I'm still technically <laughs> not wrong. So, nine so losses. Here we go. But if I if I was one of the people that picked them to go two and ten, and they were three and zero oh right now, I would also be grumpy, grumpy little men. Um, <laughs> I'm not grumpy. What the fuck? Yeah, Carlos. I mean, I, Go ahead. I have a question. Go, go you ahead, You just Greg. said you think that, that they could beat Oregon State. I want us to think about what are That's Oregon insane. State's greatest strength. fucking insane. What would you say is Oregon State's greatest strength? I mean, they're really well balanced. I don't know. They're I'd say game. it's the trench play. I'd say yeah. it's the trench play yeah. on both sides of the ball. And then you look at Colorado's biggest weakness. It's absolutely the trench play. Oregon is State is going to abuse Colorado. Okay, can we look at? Uh, I I closed out my game on paper. What else would it be? Their kicking game. Their, <laughs> Colorado State ran the ball 34, 39 times, thirty four times from running backs. Their EPA was like in the bottom. Their EPA per on rushing plays was like in the bottom forty fortieth percentile. Just so people know, don't know, don't understand the analytics. That was very bad. Colorado State was absolutely garbage in the ground on the ground. They, Nebraska was garbage on the okay, ground but against do they, Colorado. TCU ran for like seven yards per carry on them. TCU did okay. TCU did. Fine. Oregon State does have the best running back in the conference and the best, and the offensive, best offensive line, line. in the conference. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Grapes, were you saying who has the best? You say Oregon, Oregon State? Oregon State has the best running back in the conference in Damian Martinez and they probably have the best offensive line. I mean, from watching them, they seem like they've had the best offensive line. I'm pretty sure they have the oldest offensive line in the conference. For run blocking <laughs> especially. Yeah, my concern, my concern with the Oregon State game is that it's in Colorado in November and that does matter that genuinely matters i do not think oregon state has by any means broken their road curse i think every team faces road struggles and i think that being at Folsom field um oregon state's probably going to be ranked still at that point hopefully like that's going to be a big game for fan attendance obviously being in that elevation in november is not easy so i think that's going to bring them to a lot more equal playing field than we would think i'm not ready to say colorado's winning that game but i'm not also going to mark that down as a win for oregon state anymore like it's up in the air now. so just just to get back to the point because now i have the game on paper bo- advanced box score um colorado state 17th percentile on epa per rush bottom 20 percent of all games nebraska that every everyone was like, oh wow, Nebraska ran for two hundred plus yards on Colorado. They were ninth percentile on on rush plays in expected points added, which again, just to translate for you, is very fucking bad. So I guess I'm just of the opinion 
that like their run game, this whole idea about, well, they, they can't stop the run. They don't know how to stop the run. They've done it for two straight weeks now. Um, and, and frankly, looked fine doing it, right? Yeah, okay. TCU absolutely burned them on the ground. Totally get it. TCU, prob- they just had, uh, they just blew out a, a Houston team that they were favored to beat by only seven points. So Houston I guess I'm just not. not good. Here's the thing. Uh, I go by, we go by Vegas lines, and I'm going by Vegas lines. They won by like we four touchdowns. We go by Vegas lines since when? Here's the thing. TC, Colorado breaks Vegas Matt, lines every you week. Pick Colorado to go two and ten. They are three and zero. Shut the fuck up. Cook. Cook him. Here's the thing. Guess who Colorado plays this week? A team I know. that oh, I has. Know. Oh. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oregon. <laughs> Bucky Irving may have not had the best showing yesterday, but <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just, I did not watch that fucking game. Um, they have a good. They have a good run game, so I think some questions will be answered. Hopefully, because I hate not knowing what's going on when we're after week three. Yeah. Uh, look, I get it. I think Colorado. I'm not saying Colorado is like a full on Pac-12 championship contender, but I, I, th- I just think that the expectations for them are, are still high enough to be like, I don't think this is just bowl eligible. I don't think that going three and six in conference should be the expectation after what they've done. I get it. They've got a tough schedule, um, but they've got Arizona State and Stanford. That's two wins that I think should be automatic. They get Arizona at home. That's another win that I think should be automatic. And you're telling me they can't take one or two off of Utah, Washington, Oregon State, USC, Oregon? I think mm-hmm. I think the funniest thing. Pretty comfortable. Yeah, well, I think the funniest thing that ten. could happen is uh, Colorado beating Utah for the last <laughs> Pac-12 game. I need it. I need that, it. That is definitely like the only, if I could pick anyone outcome besides like who's playing in the conference championship game, it is Colorado beating Utah in Rice Eccles Stadium. Oh my God. Need. I've heard so much. I'm just saying I've just heard so much about Colorado's lines being bad for three weeks and they've, they've won all three games. So I, I'm just, yeah, they're not great. You're right. They're probably a weakness. But they're mitigating them. Shadur Sanders, I think, looked incredible in this game, despite his offensive line, you know, kind of kind of looking poopy. They gave him very little time. And then the throws that he was making while he was getting absolutely fucking walloped was impressive. And I think that counts for something. We talked about USC's offensive line being bad last year and how Caleb Williams is uh, is good enough to mitigate some of that. I do think that's also true for Shadur Sanders. Um, so, obviously, he's not on Caleb Williams' level, but... it's. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not allowed to speak. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Matt. Jesus. No, thank you. No, I'm we, good. Reed was on we stack. We play ahead, to win the game, said the great Herm Edwards. My thing is just don't let people – can I speak to the audience for a second? Don't let people <laughs> like Carlos ruin Colorado for you, okay? Yes. This is fun. They're not – it's year one. They overhauled their entire <laughs> roster. They're not supposed to have any expectations. So just look at it with that lens and be like, Dion's putting on a fucking show. He deserves to talk his shit to the media and whatever. Uh, it, you know, it's electric. It undeniably helps them in ex- recruiting and exposure. And just don't let the idiots like Carlos, who want to say that they're the second best team in the conference after I two weeks, <laughs> you rank them. You rank them too. You did rank after them too. Two, after two performances. But okay. All right. Fair. Don't let those people ruin the fact that you should be expectation-free just enjoying the fucking ride with Colorado. And it's electric if you can do that because this is 
it actually is one of the best stories in college football. And I feel bad for the people who have lost sight of that because they're so annoyed by how much it's getting covered on ESPN or whatever. It's still awesome. This was still an awesome game. And all the people saying, oh, they were 23 points. They shouldn't rush 23 point favorites. They shouldn't rush the field. Who gives a shit? They yeah, that was insane. It was a rivalry game that they were going to lose. They pulled a ninety-eight yard two-minute touchdown drive out of their ass and won in double overtime to go to three and zero for a team that's been dog shit for a decade. Of course, they should rush the field. Like, I don't know why. Why do we care about that stuff? Just watch people, the game. People that hate on teams for rushing the field are boring, and I never want to spend time with them. I think you should rush the field. At every single opportunity to rush the field. I understand if you've never had the chance to rush the field, like some UCLA fans that I see criticizing other (laughs) fans for it. You don't understand the absolute joy that just overcomes your body. I remember when Utah beat Oregon in 2021. I don't remember jumping over the little fence onto the field, but all of a sudden I was like flying through the air. It was incredible. (laughs) You should do it at every opportunity, especially if you're Colorado, a team that was like the worst team in Pac-12 history, just barely, like very recently. And now you have all the narratives on your side. Rush the fucking field every week. Do it at away games, too. Why not? Yeah. (laughs) Go crazy. Yeah, totally. Any other thoughts about Colorado? Um, Did we talk about poor game management yet? Oh, Oh, yeah. Jay Norvell's a moron. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That that feels like something that's like tampering down the Colorado win. Are you sure you want to get into that? <laughs> Matt, that feels against your entire fucking motif Matt, right now. Matt, are you upset? <laughs> Would you like to get something off your chest? No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Colorado State and Colorado both made some absolutely insane decisions. Matt Huberson, you were talking about it in the chat. That this is poor game management. Do you want to say a little bit more about it? It's just, I mean, two cowardly fourth down decisions, right? Punting uh, on fourth and two on the plus side of the 50. Um, there was another like earlier field goal that occurred. And then just I, Colorado does the absolutely insane thing to take the ball first in overtime. Like who the <laughs> fuck does that? that? What? Specifically, the only time this actually like genuinely matters is in the first overtime now where you don't have to go for two. You have the opportunity to win the game. Colorado State has the opportunity as the 23-point underdog mm-hmm. on the road in a rivalry game to win the game on one play in a situation where like you've been getting your ass kicked defensively and he kicks the extra point to tie it and like, oh, yes, let's extend this football game. Surely this will continue to go well. Like, what in the hell are you doing, Norvell? Like, the last 15 minutes of this game was horrendous by him. Horrendous. Which, again, like, as far as the coaching goes, is to say nothing about the fact that they were penalized for 200 fucking yards. It was horrible coaching. They horrible were coaching. literally handing free yards to Colorado. It was fucking insane especially late in the game uh what was it colorado's first uh overtime possession where it was like it was like a personal foul like a late hit and a yeah. you know and like a holding i think and a whole like yeah or I don't know, yeah it was something Defensive like that it was holding. like two or three penalties in a row that just gave colorado the ball first first and goal from like the eight yard line like it's it was absolutely ridiculous and to Matthew Hubertson's point, the the punt, right? Like, and the field goal to go from 21 to 14 to 21 to 17, 
it kind of paid off because uh, you know Colorado State court scores a touchdown that enables Colorado to kick a field a, a field goal to cut it to eight points instead of eleven. But like even that decision felt silly, and then uh, you know it just felt really conservative on on both sides. And to uh, Matthew Hubertson's point, I kind of think. I kind of think the beginning of this game showed some problems with Dion's approach to kind of amping up the noise a little bit. I think in general, the coaching strategy is turn down the noise or block out the noise and blah, blah, blah. And Dion Sanders takes the exact opposite approach and amplifies it. And Colorado came out way too amped up. I mean, both these teams came up, came out super amped up, but Colorado in particular. <sighs> I disagree. I, oh. Colorado State dictated it. To Interesting. Me. Colorado State dictated everything. I you, like. I'm all like for like don't escalate, but like, dude, you're getting cheap shotted like fucking shit out there. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta fight back. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's just true. how it works. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, I I agree that like Dion doesn't help it certainly, right? But like, I don't think any sort of like Dion brought this on himself. All this kind of shit, like. I don't think that Colorado acted outside of the norm at all, in my opinion. This like, is, I, it's I, I thought that Colorado State very much dictated the tone. This is tangential, but did y'all see uh, Shadur going for the eye poke on the guy who took the cheap <laughs> shot on Travis Hunter? <laughs> he deserved it. I wasn't even mad. It was pretty funny. I wasn't yeah. either. Most of, the time, most of the time, I'd be like, wow, I can't believe he did that. But, you know, when you're taking cheap shots like that, it's that actually hit, pretty funny. That hit on Hunter was so fucking dirty. Like, I Seriously. Can't it. Yeah, like, it that bad. was so fucked up. Yeah. They were clearly it was it was straight out of the Florida dog. <laughs> like it was no, yeah, it was straight out of that. Yeah, wild. Color, Carlos has no idea what I'm talking. No, about. I don't. Cool. No, Swamp I don't. Kings on Netflix, Carlos. <laughs> what is it? Swamp Kings on Netflix. I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta go watch that. It's good. Y'all recommend it? So sure you're gonna put no. That I, I think so it's sure. mostly just it's mostly just Urban Meyer propaganda. So Angry boy Matthew. Why am I being mean? Okay, okay, okay you're just mad because I told you to shut the fuck up on live stream. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Matt. Um, you missed me praising Colorado and then just shit on me. <laughs> you're bad in Um. Any, oh, yeah, I did miss that. <laughs> All I'm getting is negativity right now. Um, okay, yeah, I think uh, you're right. It was super cheap. Also, again, just have to reiterate one of Matt's points. Colorado State punting the ball <laughs> with with a, with a lead on fourth and two in Colorado's territory. So absurdly dumb. And everyone was like, felt like immediately vindicated that they pinned Colorado at the two. And what did Colorado do? They drove for 98 yards. You want to know what would have prevented them from driving 98 yards? If Colorado State had gone for it, converted it, which they probably would have the way they were playing, and ended the game. They took the game out of their hands, and they ended up losing. So I hope Jay Norvell uh, thinks about that. This is all his fault. That was the luckiest punt of all time. <laughs> like It really was. It was an end-over-end punt, which is like what you want because you don't want it to go through the end zone, right? Blah, 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 blah. It landed. They didn't even stop it, though. It just landed right at the two-yard line (laughs) perfectly. (laughs) Oh, it was crazy. It didn't matter. It did not matter. Surely the oblong-shaped object was able to be perfectly controlled (laughs) with a fucking foot. That's the thing. Surely that was all intentional. Yeah, like it absolutely was not. And like I'm not even getting giving props to the punter. Like he just was like, I'm gonna kick one short and hope it lands down there, and it did. And that was hilarious. Yeah. Anyway, that was a... Any other thoughts about Colorado before we move on? 
All right, we've gotten. Go ahead. Yeah, no, we we should be done. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I can go out of Colorado for forever. All right, calm down. That's our recap of Colorado, Colorado State. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the slate, including some disappointing losses and dominant wins from the rest of the league. Do not go anywhere. Hey, besties. You already know that my favorite thing about the Pac-12 are its weird traditions and wacky vibes, and Homefield Apparel does an incredible job of creating gear that encompasses the strange histories of the Pac-12 conference. For example, this UW Sun Dodgers t-shirt. If you have never seen this logo before, I don't blame you, because this was only UW's mascot for less than two years in the early 1920s. Nobody knew what a Sun Dodger was, so they ended up voting to get rid of it. But in the short time they did have it they went with sunny boy here with a little umbrella i love wearing the shirt i think it confuses everyone around me they have tons of amazing interesting and unique throwbacks for 11 of the 12 pack 12 schools and you can get all of that and more at homefieldapparel.com you will not regret it literally ask anyone that owns a home field shirt they will tell you how soft it is it is truly amazing i don't know how they do it but the quality I don't take them off. I live in these. They're incredible. Get a home field shirt. Bye. All right. That is our, uh, uh, something has happened with my microphone. Absolutely nothing working today. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Nothing working today. Good thing this is a visual Finally, medium. something silences you. <laughs> Matt saying this is this is fucking karma. He's so happy right now. Uh, anyway, so I'll try to figure that out. Oh, look, you're working. Great. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. All right, let's move it on to talk about a couple of brutal losses from the Pac-12. Stanford lost to Sac State in Palo Alto in a thriller 30 thriller thirty to 23. Uh, that game was tight the entire time. Avery and I were locked into it. Uh, Stanford relinquished 448 yards of total offense to Sac State in that one. Meanwhile, ASU got shut out by Fresno State, 29 <laughs> to nothing in Tempe. The Devils accumulated just 230 yards of total offense themselves, but more importantly, they turned over the ball eight times. They were without Jaden Rashada uh, this game and will be will be out um, for the next four to six weeks. Drew Prine got the start but re-injured himself, leaving uh, Trenton Bourget, Baguette in at QB. Um, lots to break down in these two games, but Avery, let's start off with you. Which loss do you think was more embarrassing? Stanford losing to Sac State and FCS school or ASU getting absolutely blanked by Fresno State? I don't know if you guys were following along last night, but I did a thread of every single beverage I drank yesterday and I had like a dozen alcoholic beverages. And so watching the Stanford game in the state that I was in was truly like the best experience I think I've ever had in my life. Um, I picked this game to go Sac State's way. None of you picked it to go that way. And I feel really good about that. I feel like I could see and you guys couldn't and that's great um oh my god stanford stanford is so this game is so embarrassing because like there is no reason sac state should have been in here at all like stanford went up early stanford was way more talented sac state was not stanford probably has sac state's playbook because their coach was literally sac state's coach Last year, Troy Taylor coached all of these players. The announcers at one point said that he's known Sac State's quarterback since he was like eight years old. What a what an incredible vibes pick on that end. It was crazy. I, I was shocked that they lost this game. I thought for sure one of their athletic receivers were going to get something and take it away. But no, 
just incredible. If you haven't watched the final, like the scoring touchdown play of this game um, by Sac State, you need to go watch it because it was just and truly couldn't have been scripted any better. I think, I think it's somehow less embarrassing than uh, ASU <laughs> getting <laughs> shut out by Fresno State. Though, let me read my tweet of tweet of the week. Uh, this one actually comes from me. Like I said, I was <laughs> drunk. <laughs> I tweeted at 10.36 p.m. Oh, ASU scored. Nice. <laughs> and immediately said, oh, wait, no, they didn't. I'm drunk. I don't know where I got that from. Maybe I just assumed they had scored. Were you watching the game or looking at a box score? What were I you doing? I think I saw someone tweet a screenshot of a different ASU box score from a different game, and I just saw that they had scored, and I was like, Good. Yes. Um, they did not score at all in this entire game. And that is so sad. But I think it's like hard to blame ASU because they had five different, they had their fifth string quarterback playing in this game. And I think yeah. he got injured, actually. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. It was bad. Yeah. Missing a ton of offensive linemen. Their offensive line is bad. And that's a large part. That's that's a, a big reason why they're uh, they're. Their quarterbacks are all getting absolutely destroyed. Greg, did you watch either of these games? What was more embarrassing to you, Stanford losing Sac State or ASU getting blanked by Fresno State? So I, I do not get the Pac-12 network, uh, and so I have to go to, like, Stream East. There's some shit when I want to watch uh, games that are on Fake there. Fake fan. <laughs> uh, Fake fan. So I watched definitely more of the ASU game, and it was, it was, it was bleak, not going to lie, but... I still think Stanford's loss was much more embarrassing because Stanford lost to an FCS team, first of all. Can't be forgotten. Fresno is a good G5 team who's already beaten a P5 team this year. Uh, and and Sac State is it, is an FCS team, not any FCS team. An FCS team that you used to coach. That's like the most <laughs> embarrassing loss you can have. Revenge. I don't think that can be topped. I Fresno think that Sac did, State would handedly beat ASU. For the record, <laughs> Fresno State did beat the shit out of ASU, but uh, I think with the mitigating factors ASU has, like the lack of depth brought on by Herm Edwards last few years being like dreadful, and the just insane amount of injuries they've had, like they had a three horse quarterback race, right? And we were like, at least we know with ASU, the floored quarterback is fine, you know. All three of those guys got hurt. They were down to, like, Jacob Conover, the BYU transfer. That's yeah. his name, right? Yeah. Like, I, I just, insane reference. <laughs> at some point, <laughs> at some point, I just, I'm not going to be that mad or embarrassed by ASU losing like that because Fresno's a good team, Jeff Tedford's a good coach, and, my God, I don't know how you're supposed to win when your entire offensive line and all all of your quarterbacks are hurt. Yeah. Matthew Ritson, um, go ahead. Uh, Utah's done it three times. <laughs> uh, anyways, I... <laughs> oh, my. So are you saying ASU back to champ? No, champ? You're, no, you're right. Utah's running backs have all been hurt. They don't have a quarterback <laughs> on the roster. Um, so I'm sorry. No, I... So I didn't watch either of these games. Neither of these teams are relevant in any way, shape, or form to the 2023 Pac-12 season. I would like to offer uh, uh, two two things here. Um, is anybody else, like, having a really hard time with all the transfer player jump scares? Yeah. Like, I can't keep <laughs> tuning into these games and being like, wait, 
first of all, how is that person still in college football? And second of all, like what the, why is everybody that has ever been on a team that I've watched on a different team, like three levels down, but also still like increasing, like how has Jacob Conover failed up to Arizona state? Jordan noise. Well, he's like their fifth string quarterback. So I'm not sure it was failing up. Um, and then Jordan noise, the former Utah kicker is Colorado state's kicker. That was, cr- a ten- that was crazy. Uh, literally spending any time in Provo versus in Tempe is family time. <laughs> like it does not matter what you're actually doing there. Um, second of all, I would like to offer up a third embarrassing um, uh, result that occurred on Saturday. I, some of you may know, I am now a, a coach of a six-year-old flag football team. Um, that's how I know all of my football. Uh, we played the Panthers this week. Um, I don't, know how they've somehow been playing together for 10 years while only being six years old. Uh, they scored eight touchdowns in eight plays. Ooh. And I stopped, I stopped counting the score after that. Um, if you told me they scored 200, I'd say that's about right. Uh, and we did not score a first down the entire game. We, we did not make a first down the entire game. <laughs> Just Whoa. on the hot seat. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I still think it was a better performance. <laughs> like it had to have been a better performance than losing to Sac State, right? Had to have been. Uh, so are you gonna? Is this a? Is this one of those? Is this a Deion Sanders rebuild? Are you gonna kick a bunch of kids off the team? Get a bunch of new kids? Get them from other I mean, places? My son's the first one getting kicked off. He's terrible. Oh, that's <laughs> He's not. That's so not bad. a Deion Sanders thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no luggage to bring at all. I have no Louis. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Bad games. Uh. Reed. What about you? Sac State beating Stanford. Fresno State blanking ASU. Which one? Which one is more embarrassing to you? Stanford fans deserve to suffer. Their entire football program should fold. They've inflicted so much harm on the rest of the conference, <laughs> and me specifically. Uh, the rest of the conference. I'm- they. <laughs> yeah, Utah fans are. They have no idea what Stanford disease yeah. is like. <laughs> They're not. Utah's not even a Royal Pac-12 school. Um, Stanford lost to an FCS school. I I take genuine real joy in the idea that this is how Stanford football is going to go out from the Pac-12. Um, they're really bad. Oh. I don't think that they're going to win a game in conference. I oh, I honestly read. don't think they'll beat Arizona State. Um, wow. And I, the Stanford team just sucks, and I'm very happy that that happened. And I think maybe in a vacuum, the the Arizona State like performance was worse. But you just can't get over the fact that they lost to an FCS school. Like that's going to hang with them forever about this season. I don't think we necessarily have to remember that Arizona State got shut out at home. And I also think Arizona State has a lot of excuses. It's year one. They have a ton of injuries. I get Stanford, it's year one too. But the thing is, is like Arizona State was incompetent. I feel bad for that fan base. Stanford had a very competent head coach and had things set up and let it all crumble. Um. And yeah, I'm just happy that Stanford sucks this season. I I really like cannot express the joy that I will feel in two weeks when Oregon plays Stanford for the final time and I never have to think about a Stanford week again. And I, I'm really feeling like there, it's not going to happen this year. Um, so <laughs> I need a Stanford win so bad. Listen to me. 
Listen to me. I have been warning this podcast. I've been warning Twitter. I've been warning anyone that will listen. This is how they fucking creep in, okay? I know I have not experienced firsthand Stanford disease, but I have I have been avoiding it because the second you start saying shit like, uh, I don't think Stanford's good enough to beat anyone. Like, this team is genuinely bad. That's how they sneak in the fucking back door and beat you in an empty stadium. I don't I I don't know if Oregon will fall victim simply because they play at Stanford in week 5. That's early on enough that I think like it might not get them and it's right before the bye week, but it's there's still an opportunity. I think the team that should be most afraid, most afraid about Stanford is UCLA on October 21st because UCLA God. UCLA God, I'm gonna is leave. <laughs> playing Washington State one of in my opinion the best teams in the conference now it's not going to be an easy game even if UCLA pulls out a win and then they have to turn around and go to the graveyard that's horrible and then they're like oh thank god that's over now we get a nice easy week we just have to drive a few hours north to the farm and play Stanford (laughs) and then we can face Colorado next week that's where they fucking get you because you know Chip Kelly's gonna be like oh gotta prep for that Deion Sanders offense no Stanford is gonna pull out Benjamin Urosek who has been like extremely quiet he didn't get any receptions in this last game and he's going to fucking go nuclear nuclear Against she just said nuclear. <laughs> Damn, you can't take the Utah out of the girl. That's so against true. Against UCLA. The reason I think that Washington will be spared from Stanford disease is because the week before Washington plays Stanford, UCLA plays Stanford. And UCLA will be hit with the plague, <laughs> leaving Washington State time to get vaccinated. You know, you know, all those like uh, colored ribbon campaigns that are like raise awareness for this disease that literally everybody is aware of. And like, there's not really much you can do to mitigate it, right? This is the one disease that simple awareness is the <laughs> all the vaccinations. Stop. <laughs> You're speaking it into existence and by not being all... by claiming to not be afraid. I know you're afraid. Just say you're afraid. Not afraid. I'm not either. I'm yeah, not either. All right. I whatever. need Stanford to beat Oregon so badly. I, I think it's too early and it's the week before the bye, but fucking UCLA is in for it. I can taste it. I can taste, I can taste it. it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so that is Stanford and ASU. I, I've got to say, I think I am... Stanford looked good sometimes during this game, and I think Sac State might actually be like a very good FCS team. I don't they know. Are. I'm They're not like an FCS watcher. 10. This is my first. You Sac literally State said game. you were an FCS watcher last week. Like you I were know. like all up in the rankings and shit. <laughs> what? Madison? He just makes shit up. So That's all he does. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, they were high, they were ranked highly in FCS. Am I wrong? I they, do need to. I do need to mention this. Um, Benjamin Eurosec. Miss didn't have a reception for the first time in 25 games. That's, so, yeah, that's right. That was a crazy I think, stat. From I Pac-12 think the Network. game plan is clear. I just do not think Chip Kelly is going to care. I don't think he's going to care. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, we'll I'll stop see. now. 
We'll see. <laughs> ASU, um, ASU uh, was, I, I was watching this game very tangentially, looked horrific and horrendous. And at no point did I ever think they were going to win this game. I think it was 16 to 0 at halftime. And I guess probably you could have convinced yourself, well, they get a couple touchdowns. Um, but this was, this is a, a brutal game. Uh, anything else on ASU Stanford? Everyone get to go. Everyone talk about these two games. I think a- please, ASU. Please no. How do you have more about these? Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> you didn't watch they the miss that was Sac How State beating Stanford. Here? Sorry, go My ahead, Reed. Lord. Go ahead, Reed. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that ASU, with Conyers back, with Badgers, with the quarterback, can field a decent offense and win one or two games in conference. I, I think that they, there might be something there later down the season. Yeah. We will we will see. All right. Let's move on uh, to talk about some other Pac-12 games. Pac-12 did go chalk. So let's talk about the rest of these rapid fire. I don't think we have spent much time on them. Rapid fire. First up, Oregon State and Utah beat their shitty opponents in ugly fashion. The Beavs beat San Diego State 26-9 in Corvallis, while Utah beat Weber State 31-7 in Salt Lake City. Real quick, in one to two sentences, Avery, were you concerned by other performance? The only reason I'm concerned about Oregon State is because they play Washington State in Pullman next week, and they, for the first time, looked like they could be beat. Mm. Greg, were you concerned by either Utah or Oregon State looking ugly? Uh, meh. Like Oregon State looked kind of not great, but I don't know. I just I trust them to turn it up against better teams, even if DJU isn't at his best. And Utah was playing Weber State. That game always sucks. Reed, I think that Oregon State showed some flaws, but the most important thing is the offense didn't shoot themselves in the foot. Last year they would have turned the ball over. They would have actually made this into a game. This year they avoided mistakes and allowed it to still be a pretty dominant win. Matthew Hubertson. Yeah, I, look, you can like have your vendetta against Utah and want to call every single game that they play ugly. Don't rope Oregon State into that. <laughs> this is a dominant win. They just sat on them. It's fine. How did you did you feel good about Utah's win? I mean, yes, but that's because I actually know something about Weber State <laughs> instead of just like looking at them and not knowing their names. So Utah didn't give up a single kick return against Weber State for the first time in their existence. <laughs> so and I great s- job. I saw Carlos tweeting about Weber State head coach Jay Hill, who is, of course, no longer with the program. Yeah, did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> did not know that. I really do. I really don't know anything about what's going on outside this conference. Uh, yeah, I, I, I thought I was actually concerned by neither of them. I've seen... I've also seen Utah struggle against some, F- some ugly-ass FCS teams and then go on to fucking go 7-2 and two in conference. So I, I, I'll admit whatever. to planning the J-Hill seed in Carlos because I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? Where'd he go? Defensive Apparently coordinator at BYU. At BYU. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to I had no that. idea. <laughs> Is he? Is I absolutely that makes me that makes that. me feel good that like I had no idea. <laughs> Jay Hill getting so much, so much run for having nothing to do with any Pac-12 teams. Crazy stuff. I also did not know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Greg Paul's BYU football. Fuck you. Laugh at Greg. <laughs> Carlos in the chat says, for the third time today, why should we trust this podcast? We never said you should. You can't take us to court on that. 
You can't. Do I it. like. <laughs> I like that you answered his question by saying we never said you should. He says fair. <laughs> Three minutes later. The, the Why reason, should we trust this podcast? The only reason to trust this podcast is because we're the only ones that are watching all these fucking games. Yeah. Like, don't Who even else is watching Sac State Stanford? Seriously. <laughs> not yeah. another fucking human being on this planet except us. <laughs> trust us. We're for sure watching. <laughs> uh, next up, another couple of ugly wins from some bad teams. Cal beat Idaho 31 to 17 after trailing after trailing 17 to nothing. Meanwhile, Arizona won an ugly game against UTEP in Tucson 31 to 10. Rapid fire here, Greg. Which performance were you least encouraged by, Cal or Arizona? Uh, Cal deserves every bit of slander they got in the offseason. Uh, I don't feel bad at all. I was correct. Fuck you, Cal fans. Um, <laughs> uh, they look terrible. How do you fans? go down 17-0 to Idaho? I'm sorry. It's definitely them. Matthew Hubertson? Uh, Arizona has moved on from needing a boomer bus quarterback, like genuinely the talent around the, the quarterback that shall not be named. Like you need to move off of a quarterback that is going to lose you three games just because he's going to win you one. Your talent is good enough. You need to move on from that. It's Arizona to me. Yeah. I think it's, I think I am, uh, I think I'm more encouraged by Arizona. Ted McMillan. I don't know if y'all saw, had an absurd one handed, uh, catch, that just uh, horrible throw from the quarterback who shall not be named at Arizona. Just plucked it out of the air with one hand. Absolutely ridiculous. Matthew Hubertson's Ted I'm McMillan. Not gonna let you, I'm not going to let you pretend like I haven't been screaming about yes. Ted McMillan for he, six I weeks. I literally was about to say that. <laughs> Ted, Matthew Hubertson, Ted McMillan, truther. He had it first. No, he did not. I had it first. Re- I, I was a Ted McMillan Re- fan in like 2018. <laughs> <laughs> was he around in 2018? When high school. school. He was an Oregon commit before an Arizona one. I they see. all were Oregon commits once, Reed. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sick of it. Remember a, remember a player that was 12 years old that committed to Oregon? <laughs> I'm sure he was one of them. Baby Gronk, shout out. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we? Oh my God. Please cut that. I, no, I will not let that be on my podcast. Cut that. Someone believe that out. Reed, uh, who are you least impressed by, least encouraged by Cal or Arizona? Cal, I'm totally disillusioned by Cal, but I want to talk about does <laughs> does Arizona maybe have a defense? I mean, three straight performances. Yes. I don't think they could have had last year. Yes. Yes. They are losing games that they should not because they have a quarterback that is undercutting the talent of this team. Yes. Ben Branson does not lose to Auburn, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, but okay, okay. This is this is revisionist history. Do we remember how many stupid ass interceptions Ben Branson threw? Not like let's as be many real. Jaden Delora. <laughs> I don't Arizona didn't play Auburn. Uh sorry. Uh, Mississippi um, State. I Mississippi State, mean. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting these two confused. Uh, also doesn't lose to Auburn. <laughs> okay. Check stops. Um, Avery. Wait, did we did I already go? No, Avery. No. Yeah, who are you least encouraged Listen, by? Cal or Arizona? I, I could watch Arizona and none of it would go into my brain. It's like through the back of my head. I don't remember shit that happened in the Arizona game. The thing with Cal is I fucking told you, Reed. You don't know <laughs> shit. Cal's ass. They scored 31 answered points on an FCS team. I don't fucking care. They went up. Idaho went up 17 to zero and looked like the better team for like at least a half. So fuck Cal. Cal fucking sucks. <laughs> They're going to lose to ASU. Why do we hate Cal so much? I fucking, it's because I watch every fucking Cal game and I can't get out of it. It's true. Watching Cal brain. does really make you hate Cal. I need Especially to stop. when 
when the Cal fans are gloating after a win over fucking North Texas. The thing is, like, they're not even really in my fucking mentions either. I'm just like doing this to myself. This is self destructive <laughs> behavior. What's What's the direct opposite of Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> choosing to be a victim right now and i need to stop go ahead reed second tweet of the week from a cal reporter or fan i don't know if you praise the staff to make adjust adjustments you gotta wait to give them a chance to make those adjustments they did that today after trailing 17 nothing to a fucking fcs team what is wrong with these people i feel bad for people that are making excuses for justin wilcox like that is it's got to be a horrible yeah. place to be. <laughs> My guy's been around for six years and hasn't changed a thing. What do you mean? Make it, give him time to make an adjustment. <laughs> oh, he's changed something. He keeps changing offensive coordinators, and he's gonna about to find a new one to change very soon here. He's that me. One more offensive coordinator, bro. Just one more. One more OC. I promise it'll fix all my problems, bro. I watched Kyle Whittingham do this for 10 years. Just because it's a new body means it's a change. <laughs> Who is, yeah, who's who's his Andy Ludwig? He needs his Andy Ludwig. Yeah, maybe, is. maybe this is just the meme of like the one guy who stops right before he hits the... The like the jackpot. gems in the mine whereas the other one keeps going Kyle Whittingham kept going and he got there <laughs> just give, give Justin, Justin Wilcox, Wilcox 15 years time. to figure it out <laughs> <laughs> alright last one four Pac-12 contenders made mincemeat of their opponents UCLA throttled North Carolina Central 59-7 Oregon manhandled Hawaii 55-10 to Washington dispatched Michigan State in East Lansing 41-7 to and Washington State destroyed Northern Colorado 64-21 to Reed real quick after three weeks of football Football. Which team are you highest on? UCLA, Oregon, Washington, or Wazoo? So I know a lot of you don't have Peacock. Uh, so as someone who actually watched the game, let me just say Michigan State dominated Washington for <laughs> four quarters in this game. It was it was a very lucky forty-one to seven win for Washington. No, but no, but no laughing. What happened in the second half? Michigan State controlled them just like they did in the first half. It was. It, <laughs> I don't know. I like. I think there might have been a scoring error or something. I watched every <laughs> snap, and I know you guys didn't, but Washington was blown off the ball consistently. I I love how Matt was like, no joking. What happened? I really want to know what happened in the second half. Yeah, because they were up big, and then nothing happened. Right? They scored six points in the entire second half. Like, I definitely yeah, didn't got, turn off the game. They got beat seven to six in definitely the second not. half. Okay. okay. So, God damn it, Reed. Matt's Matt's gonna say that Oregon State sat on San Diego State, but not Washington sitting on. Michigan let, let, let Matt cook. I would let love Matt to cook. say He's that right. if I can. Absolutely. Gre- <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> Greg, you did you just say you have Peacock? I have Peacock for Premier League games. So Okay. Uh, did you so watch was, did you I, watch this I, game? I, I watched the first Shut half. Shut the hell up, Greg. <laughs> Greg, you shut your mouth right now. <laughs> now I can't speak to the second half because I didn't watch that one. But uh you know, I kind of had a different conclusion about Washington after watching the first one than than Reed did. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. But Dylan Morris only threw four passes. You're telling me he threw four passes in the entire second half? Something something weird happened that second half, but no one knows because no one wants to pay for Peacock. <laughs> I certainly was not willing to pay for Peacock. Uh, Matthew Hubertson, who, uh, uh, which team are you highest on after these four blowouts in the pre and the non-conference? UCLA, Oregon, Washington, or Wazoo? Yeah, nothing changed with anybody except for Cam Ward to me. Like I, this is the Cam Ward that we were promised last yes. year. Yes, he is looking. Really Everybody else is exactly who we thought they should yeah, be. Yeah, he's looking. Ex- he is looking really, really good this year. Avery, 
Who looked better to you after three weeks of football? UCLA, Oregon, Washington, or Wazoo? I mean, I didn't watch Washington, so I feel like I can't say they looked better. But for narrative reasons, I think they're the best team in the conference because I'm fun and exciting. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. Washington State, Northern Colorado is bad, but Washington State, yeah, looks good. Carlos, you were wrong. You were wrong about them. Someone needs to tell me to shut the fuck up after saying that Washington State was going to go like 3-9 and nine or 2-10 and because they are now We fucking all did. Yeah, we told you were wrong. At, the, At time. the time, we said you're being an idiot. <laughs> Fair? Fair. Uh, yeah, I was extremely wrong about Washington State. I don't know that I've ever been more wrong about anything, which well, is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy to me. I'm ex- I was extremely wrong about Washington State. Um, I have uh, – I, I, I was – I think I am – after three weeks of football, I think I'm most impressed by Washington. But I – my delta from like – I mean, Washington State being number one, where I was like, I thought they were going to be dog shit, and then they were they are actually very good and look honestly like a top four team in the Pac-12. Uh, UCLA went from me being like, oh, they look not that great, to maybe wondering about where they are and what their ceiling is. So I guess that's that. Uh, did we get through everyone here? Talk about all these games? Sounds like we did. Okay, great. Uh, that's it for a recap of the week's games, uh, this week's games. Tell us your thoughts on YouTube. Let us know. Let's bring back an old segment and put some money on some stonks. This is so capitalist of us. It's so capitalist. We hate uh, the New York Stock Exchange. This is also uh, a game where everything was made up. So, Reed, how about you walk us through our stock market game to end this episode? Yes, with the non-conference slate finally mercifully concluded, it's time to check in on the perception of these Pac-12 teams with our new game, the Pac-12 stock market. Each team has a made-up dollar value assigned to them, and just like the real stock market, nobody is quite sure where this number comes from, what it means, or why we should care. Uh, But vaguely, they have something to do with some squishy notion of success and vibes around each of the teams. Anyways, to start, each of us will have a budget of $100 that we will use to build our stock portfolios. And each quarter, we'll check back in on our investments and make some stonk trades. After quarter one, the value of one share for each Pac-12 team is USC, $65. Washington, $60. Colorado, $50. Oregon State, $40. Oregon, $40. Utah, $30. Wazoo and UCLA are tied at $25. Arizona is at $15. Cal is at $10. And ASU and Stanford are all the way down at the bottom at just a mere $5. Uh, Each of us, you have to buy a full share uh, and you can buy multiple shares of a team if you would like. Who wants? Who should we start with, Carlos? I'll I'll send this back to you. Yeah, let's start with Avery here. You've got so here are the the rules again, real quick. Uh, hundred dollars. You got a hundred dollars. You can make. You can invest in whatever team you want. We we've these prices were very scientifically set by just Reed deciding to uh, allocate them however you'd like. So you got a hundred dollars. How how are you going to spend? Where are you going to invest your money? Where are you going to are you going to buy low somewhere? You're just going to buy high because you think that the price is going to continue to skyrocket? Where? How would you spend your $100 on these teams? I was going to ask a question. My brain is starting to empty out. Um, Is the $5 the lowest or can it go below that? It can right go now, below that. Yeah, it's it the lowest right zero. now. 
Um, well, I think they probably have to have like some value. It looks like you're doing increments of five. Yeah, probably like point zero zero one cents or something like that. No, it can go lower. <laughs> negative <laughs> negative dollars if you're holding on to a Stanford chair. I'm trying to think about how Reed would value Stanford if they uh, beat UCLA, but I guess I can <laughs> I guess I can buy them in Q2. Um I'm gonna buy <laughs> Q2. I'm gonna buy all all I'm gonna buy four Washington State shares with all of my money on Washington Ooh. State. Wow. Horrible. Okay, say more. Horrible investment. <laughs> Listen, Horrible I investment feel like price. I don't like to buy high. I'm not into that. Um, I want to make some cash. And I feel like looking at Washington State's schedule, they play Oregon State. They get them at home. Oregon State has only beat Washington State like one time in the last 10 years, and it wasn't at Pullman. Um, then they get UCLA. I mean, they get a buy, then they get UCLA. I feel like they could beat UCLA. And I feel like their stock price should go up after beating two potentially ranked teams. So, Okay, all four shares to Washington State. My goodness. Uh, Matthew Hubertson, you want to go in the all-eggs, one-basket approach here? Going to diversify? <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Um, I'm going to – so I'm definitely wanting at least two UCLA. Mm. Um, specifically looking at the next quarter, right, and why this is such a terrible investment by Avery. Oh. Um, UCLA, at the same price, is getting a injured-as-shit Utah team. I know that the game is in Salt Lake City. I Mm-hmm. I don't love that. Um, and then getting and then getting Wazoo after a bye, so at home. So I am definitely taking at least two UCLA. Mm, that Rose Bowl home field advantage. <laughs> they, I mean, after a bye, I, Chip Kelly is just a better coach than Dickert, uh, unfortunately. Um, and then, God, I'm... I feel like I got to take an, an Oregon State also getting Utah at home. I, I feel like I'll I'll go with an Oregon State. I think that can go higher. And then that leaves me 10 bucks. So do I have to take a Cal or that's just going to lose me money? Right? You can you can just sit on that extra 10 bucks and save it for next time if you want. But I'm, I'm sitting on the 10 bucks. <laughs> give, give me one Oregon State and two UCLA, please. Mm, mm, interesting. Interesting. All right, Greg, what about you? How are you going to how, how what does your portfolio look like? So are we sure that I can't short Colorado stock? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Can we short? Because I really, really, really want to short. I also Colorado. really for the that. for the non-stock market experts. Definitely not me. I I know exactly what you're talking about uh, <laughs> for sure. What does shorting mean? It's like when you sell the stock that you don't have with the intention to buy it later. Like, I don't know if you remember the GameStop thing. The GameStop thing, yes. Uh, A bunch of people shorted GameStop stock, (laughs) and it backfired horribly because a ton of people just artificially inflated the price, and so they lost a ton of money shorting that stock. But if the price continues to go down uh, when you short a stock, let's say you sell it at 45, and then you buy it later at, like, 30. Ah, I see. Does that explain... No, sort of. I don't think you should be allowed to do that because that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So I feel left out. Well, neither out. does the, the stock, stock market. market so. <laughs> stock market either, to be honest. I feel like I should be able to short Colorado stock. No, I, if I only agree. to not. <laughs> um, if only to to not confuse my brain or reads. Okay, fine. Maybe Reed can keep it in his head. I have no idea. Fine, I won't short Colorado stock. Here's what I will do. I too will be buying UCLA stock. Uh, I, I I feel good about that one. The only question is how many shares. So I'll just start with one, 
And then after that, there are a few things I could do. I'm definitely going to go Oregon as well. I feel like maybe they weren't as impressive as we'd like against Texas Tech. But with that talent, them being $25 cheaper than USC just feels wrong. And so I'm going to I'm going to buy Oregon as well, and that puts me at $65. Now, I'm tempted by Utah stock because just in my head, you look at this, they're less than half the price of USC despite being defending champions. I'm going to hold off because of those injuries, and I don't want the, the price to decrease over the next quarter uh so what i'm gonna do oh, it's going to <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna buy another ucla share and that puts me at 85 is my math or is that 90 my math is bad 90 90 and then oh, i'm so tempted to buy arizona state stock but i think the price will be lower after the next quarter so i'm just gonna hold on to that ten dollars mm, take cal okay. coward take cal <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I want to. I want to use my ten bucks to get two ASU. Wow. Yeah. Uh, give me. Give me two ASUs. Not Done. bad. It's not bad. Um, <laughs> they got it. They got. They got USC at home. That's an obvious win. <laughs> and then like they're playing the dregs of Cal, and then uh, beat up Colorado. Mm, give it to me. Yeah, I am gonna go with a UCLA stock for for many of the reasons that you all mentioned. Um, I'm also going to go with a Utah. I'm going to get a share. What do you, a stock, a share, uh, one stock, a share. I have no idea. What's one the stock. unit here? Uh, um, one share it says on there. Sorry. One share of Utah because I am, I always do this. I talk shit about Utah for three weeks. I'm like, this, this team fucking sucks. This team's garbage. And then when non-conference ends, I'm like, Eh, they're probably going to win another Pac-12 championship. Uh, I feel like I feel like Utah will be healthier as the season goes on. Their schedule is really bad, but they've dealt with bad schedules before. So I'm going to project that Utah is going to be somewhere in the $60 range by the time this is all done, said and done. So uh, I'm going to take a share of Utah. That leaves me with about $45, and I'm going to use it on Colorado. I am buying high. I'm Ooh. ready to do it. I am ready to do it. <laughs> Are you sure I can't short Colorado? Pretty please. <laughs> Can we just short Carlos's portfolio, actually? Is that an option? <laughs> Uh, I, 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 you know, sometimes you buy, I have no idea if anyone does this. Maybe you buy a share because you just love, you just love a company. You just love what they stand for. I have no idea. <laughs> if there's anything, if there's any analogy that I've ever heard, it's that Dion's Colorado is Apple stock. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. I don't know what that means. Shit. Always goes up. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with one Colorado share, one UCLA share, one Utah share. Reed, you're the last one here. How are you? What's your portfolio look like? My, hey, I don't think Reed should get to participate if he's deciding the numbers. What the mm, fuck? I do feel like that's a conflict of interest. Uh, people right. who decide the stock market get to uh, participate all the time. So <laughs> get wrecked. Yeah, just like real life. Yeah. Uh, there's no corruption. Mm. Fine, What's whatever. Right? Go for it. Go for it, Reed. There is no conflict of interest here whatsoever. Uh Carlos, play me my theme music. The honk, please. I'm taking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking a... Sh okay. <laughs> I am taking one share of Oregon um, 
for the reasons that others laid out, I think that Oregon is is just kind of to me they're still right there in the mix with USC and Washington in a tier one. I still think those games are sixty forty splits at worst. Um, so I think that the price is good for Oregon based on the perception hit they took first Texas Tech. I'm going to take a share of UCLA because uh, we'll get to the game picks, but I actually think that they have a good chance this weekend in Salt Lake City. Uh, I'm going to take a share of Arizona because, look, I, I, I think we've kind of, and for good reasons, but ignored the fact that Arizona's had a pretty encouraging start to this season. They might have a defense. If they cook on offense for a game, uh, maybe maybe they can beat a Washington or USC, maybe. Um, and then I have, I lied, one share of Cal. Uh, the price is so low. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, the price is so low. But maybe there's a Cal curse in Seattle this week. Hopefully. Maybe they beat ASU after that. Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> so I'll give myself a shot. If you could sell it in a week, oh yeah, you'd be you'd be yeah, rolling. Yeah, listen, <laughs> nah. guess guess who else they play in Q three? I mean Q two, ASU. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Yeah, hence my five dollar bet. Yeah, great, great point, great points here. Um, I'm shocked no one took, no one wanted to touch Washington or USC too high. Those could skyrocket. No one said that the limit is sixty five dollars. USC, I don't know. No one's right. I, no I, one's touching it. I think that's fair. I think it as, you know, to tap into my clairvoyance about what whoever controls these stock prices will do in the future, I suspect that a conference champion or conference favorite will go above 65. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is that is very reasonable. But no one else, no one else wants to touch Washington or U, or USC. The price is just too high for me because I feel like they're I think that they've gotten inflated by having big wins in non-con and I still don't feel confident that they've been tested enough for me to say either to for me to fully feel confident betting on either of those yeah in my mind they have big enough weaknesses both of them that I don't feel confident in you know that number just continuing to go up and if it does go up how much can it go up I feel like you can I feel like there's much more potential lower down on the list to like make more. Yeah, that's completely fair. All right, well that's how it is. We'll check. We'll check in on this again in three weeks in uh, Q2 uh, and see how this goes and see where we're at and see if we want to start trying to sell off our our stocks and uh, see what, what we get back. How much how much people's money is worth in a few weeks? All right, that's it for our stock market game. Let's move on to make some game predictions. All right, Greg, how about an update on the pick'em party and the, um, the, the, our and points? And the what? Oh, no, Matt's got to do the points. No, you're doing the pick'em party. <laughs> um, all right. So the best this week was Guac with 8 of 11, I believe. And the worst was Chad. Actually, Guac was not the best. Uh, the best was Ted to the Rick. He had 9 for 11. So good job. Uh, Chad gave me the wrong one for that. As for the best of us, Reed and Matt went 6 for 11. Uh, Grapes went 5 for 11. I went 4 for 11. Rough year for me so far. Uh, Carlos didn't respond because he's a loser. He 
forgot. Oregon State. Oh for eleven. Was, streets are saying KG falling off like mm. Saban's Alabama. KG is mm. still consistent. Still like he had six of eleven. Greg, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it looks like there are. <laughs> there's a lot of shut the fuck up. Fuck's up going on. In it looks this like episode. there's God three damn. people. <laughs> it looks like there's three people that got eight out of eleven this week. Jared, Guac, and John Mendoza. I don't see. And then there's the one. I don't see a nine out of eleven on here. Are you not? Am I looking at the wrong week? Maybe. Oh yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking at the total points thing, right? And week two is the third one listed because Uh. of week zero, and so it it tricked me. Anyway, good job, Guac King, and the others. Uh, uh, Gary at no putts at no puck stops is first overall in terms of percentage. So good for him. Uh, Matthew Huberson, how about an update on our picks after week two? Week three. Greg and Carlos, rough week that he gets picked ASU. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know Rashad wasn't going to play. Surely he makes a 29-point difference. (laughs) Fresno Uh, was favored to win. Did everyone else pick Fresno State? Yeah. Yes. Damn. Fuck. Mm -hmm. So the records are much, much closer. Greg and Reed are at 29-6. and Avery and Carlos at 28 and 7, and I'm at 27 and 8. So things are evening out there. Um, something happened on the points, yes, though. Yes, they did. Um, that, sure did. Uh, that I think Avery wants to talk <laughs> about, I imagine. Um, Carlos Carlos thought he was so far ahead, sly, with picking Colorado week one. Listen, Colorado. Carl, Carlos. Colorado? Maybe, maybe, maybe I am hungover. Carlos, we are tied at 34 points right now. For the I lead, though. Close the gap we are in the lead uh yeah we got it we got a full house of points yeah. what does the rest <laughs> of it look like avery avery and carlos at 34 everybody else is yeah. at 29 mm. Matt, Greg and Reed all at 29 um literally the separations are the sac state pick and the colorado pick in week one carlos wow. that's it we have an opportunity just to copy all of greg's picks and we will cruise <laughs> 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 you call me boring i won't do that boring i'm not a coward so i will not do that why why did me and Reed just get left out of that? What the Cause, shit? Cause, Why is because Greg is the, the one who talks the most shit. Greg's the most Why consistent Greg the gold standard? Oh, guy, who won last year, Matt? Who won last year? <laughs> one for two. I have, uh, I have right, my method, cool. and I'm sticking who, with it. Who won the first year? Who remember? I did, oh, you did. Oh, yeah, you did win by a lot. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, but that, that was, was a before bad year. the point system. That was before the point system, but it was also a bad year because Pac-12 teams were just losing the stupidest fucking yeah, games. Yeah, pretty bad. Absolutely mm-hmm. impossible to understand what's going on there. Um, so I guess that's more impressive for you, Matt. Uh, Some would say. Uh, let's get to picking games. We got uh, we got only a few contests. I didn't even have my. I, we had didn't even put together. We only have we only have six games. Finally, we don't have to pick yes. twenty million games and fucking watch four streams at one yet? time for twelve hours. Uh, I don't think that the lines are out yet. If anyone I, has I'm any, putting oh, them in right oh, they now. Do. Yeah, they do. So first game on Saturday at 12:30 p.m. on ABC. Oregon are 20-point favorites. They host Colorado on ABC. So big game. I don't know if this is getting College Game Day or not, but it's gonna it's be a big not. game. No, it's not. Okay, uh, Reed. Who wins? Who covers? Oregon wins and covers. Uh, Twenty point spread. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. I think Autzen's going to be loud. I think. I think Oregon's just a more complete team than Colorado's seen. Uh, and Travis Hunter was the only thing that scared me about this game. I thought he could have like two pick sixes and Oregon could be fucked. I don't think anyone else on that defense is going to do that. Sorry, Shiloh. 
Matt Hubertson, who wins, who covers? Uh, yeah, Oregon wins and covers. Um, Travis Hunter being out, I think, definitely uh, informs this a lot, but I think Oregon is very clearly in a very, very different class from the other three teams that Colorado has played. Avery, Oregon, 20-point favorites. Who wins I think who Oregon's going to win. I think Colorado's going to cover. There's Greg? a lot of points. I think we are going to get some... Uh, <laughs> a lot of Dion haters are going to come out of the woodwork after what Oregon's about to do to Colorado. I feel like... I think Colorado is going to be competitive. Mm. I have a hard time picking them without Travis Hunter, though. Pick them. Um, do it, coward. Think of all the points you'll get. It's a 20-point spread. Pro- <laughs> That's five points. Carlos, you promised me. You promised me that you would. I know, but then Travis Hunter got hurt. Don't care. That's... Coward. Coward. <sighs> He's a coward. Coward. Gonna, oh, man. Pick them. Pick, all right, I'll take Colorado. Five points. Yes! <laughs> I'll take Colorado. I'll let people back in. It's fine. I'll pick Colorado. I'm going to be just crazy here. See what happens. All right, next game. Uh, UCLA plays Utah on Fox. Uh, I don't think I have a line for this game, so if anyone has it, please let it me know. It is Utah minus six and a half. Utah minus six and a half. Matthew Robertson. Uh, first of all, where is this game being played? Uh, Salt Lake, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Who wins? Who wins and who covers? Um, the expectation, like loudly, is that Cam Rising is has been a full go in practice over the last week and should be playing this week. However, um, we don't really know the status of literally anybody else on the roster. Um, I think that UCLA is playing an absolute skeleton crew. I think that UCLA wins. Wow. Greg. Utah's entire team is hurt. Uh, like, I, I think UCLA's... I, six and a half feels way too big, but I, I, I'm going to pick UCLA straight up. Like Matt said, a lot of injuries. Cam Rising, you're expecting him to just be, I don't know, after after this long rehabbing an ACL tear, I feel like you can't expect a lot. Uh, so I'm, I'm taking UCLA, especially I don't think Brant Keithy's playing, and I think Utah needs him. Reed? Well, Cam Rising needs him because he doesn't throw to wide receivers. <laughs> so. Reed? I'm taking UCLA. I think that they can out-explosive Utah if they need to. Uh, That's the path. I don't think Utah can match them blow for blow. We're going to find out if Utah's defense is real, specifically in Salt Lake. No, we're not. They have eight injuries on that side, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we will, but... I do not give a flying fuck who's out there for Utah. I have watched <laughs> Utah play in Salt Lake City against better teams. Fuck that. I'm done. I am done picking against Utah in Salt Lake City. They're so fucking annoying. I'm picking Utah to win straight up. I'm picking them to cover. I think they're going to win this game by like 21 points. I, don't, I do not give a shit who's out there. This I'm is so an emotional f- hedge from you. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have Utah Salt Lake City disease is what I have. <laughs> Jokes on you, Greg. Me picking UCLA is also an emotional. Yes, here, obviously. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna pick Utah to win and cover easily. I just they're they're Alabama. Well, not they're someone else. Not Alabama because Alabama <laughs> sucks now. Uh, they're absurd in Salt Lake City. So I think it's gonna happen again. All right, next game, Arizona. Nope, I didn't pick. Oh, you didn't pick. Um, Go ahead, Grace. I'm really torn right now. If if the spread was closer, I would pick Utah, but I cannot risk you guys catching up to me in points, so I have to pick UCLA. 
coward. I was there. <laughs> I was there the last time Utah lost in Rice Eccles Stadium, and it was so fucking awful against How Washington old, in like 2018. Three? No, it was Washington in 2018. Oh. Jake Browning. Um, yeah, mm, I not Jake Browning. Justin Ross and fucking Dante <laughs> Pettis. Back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to I have to pick UCLA. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh Arizona travels to Palo Alto to play Stanford. This game is at four PM on the Pac twelve networks. Uh someone have a line for this game? Um is no. it off because Stanford I don't see is an FCS I don't think team? So. Yeah, no no hey, FCS nice. teams included. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's brutal. Hey, did you guys listen to David Shaw's interview with um, Ryan Rosillo, by the way? Oh, I did not. Podcast? No. Was it good? Pretty pretty puffy. Pr- pretty pretty puff PC. Eh. Oh. NFL eh. job right. soon. Very. Yeah. <laughs> Fascinating. Um, all right. Well, let's just say the spread is Arizona minus seven. I don't know. Arizona minus seven. Greg, who wins? Who covers my imaginary spread? I don't want to watch this game, uh, but I guess the Arizona wins and covers. Blah. Grapes? Me and Pac-12 Bay Area are like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am watching Pac-12 Bay Area every fucking week, and this will be the first Arizona game I actually watch, so I'll be exciting. Watching um, that game over the Oregon State-Washington State fuck. game at the same time? It was the same exact time. Never mind. I will not be watching this game. <laughs> <laughs> Do not care about this game. Uh, yeah. In order for Stanford to seize to be at its strength, they need to look, like, really bad. So I'm going to pick Arizona to win and cover. Matthew Hubertson? This is exactly the quarterback that Stanford disease gets. I'm picking Stanford. <laughs> Yeah, bro. This is this actually going to be an electric game. I, I think. Honestly, think you might. I, th- I think they might. Uh, on, what's the, we'll what's the over know. under? Do we know? Do we know no. anything? No, we, there's, we, not we, there's, not there's not a line. There's we, not a line. There's not. We know nothing. Hey, God damn! <laughs> Come on, Carlos. Everybody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Read. Arizona minus seven that I just made up. Who I feel better. Uh, I take Arizona minus anything under two touchdowns. Yeah, I think I'm also picking Arizona uh, minus anything under. 10 points honestly um I, I, but i think they're gonna score a shit ton of points to matt's point i think it's gonna be like 45 to 38 37 something like that with this um, arizona defense i'm not sure i'm not sure Stanford Arizona's can defense score might that be, much. actually be good we're not talking about that enough because you know we gotta we gotta see it anyway uh okay so we're all picking arizona to oh no except for one i think avery's uh no matt has stanford beating arizona there you go. that's right uh oregon state this is a, another big game here. Oregon State traveling to Pullman to play Washington State at 4 p.m. on Fox. Uh, do we have a line for this one? Three and a half, Oregon State. Oregon State minus three and a half. Reed, who wins who covers? I am so excited for this game. I am going to pick Oregon State. They've shown me enough through the first three weeks that I think they can do this, but... Man, we are going to learn a lot about both these teams, really. Mm-hmm. Matthew Hubertson? Yeah, I am also on Oregon State because of the balanced attack. I think that I, I don't think we actually know that much about Wazoo's defense right now. Um, I think that there's a little bit concerning there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I 
the line being as close as it is kind of concerns me because I thought it would have been closer to 10 and I would have felt mm. like it was going to be a close game. So the fact that everything is kind of pointing to that, I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to adjust Wazoo like I thought I was going to. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still on Oregon State. I, th- I still think their balance wins this game. Grapes, who wins, who covers? I follow the rules of history, and history tells me Oregon State is not winning in the Palouse. This game should be college game day. College game day is going to Notre Dame. I don't give a fuck. Ew. This is the best game maybe of the Pac-12 season, this game. Like, I feel that way. I'm so excited. I'm pissed <laughs> off it's week four. I'm picking Washington State just because that's what that's what it tells us is going to happen. I, I can see that. Just history repeating itself. Greg? I, yeah, this is the most exciting game of the week in the Pac-12 for sure for me. Uh... It's tough because Washington State's looked good, and the fact that Colorado State was able to play so well against Colorado definitely helps me feel a little better about Washington State. This all being said, there's just a different feeling around Oregon State this year, and they feel like they genuinely belong, Uh, and so I'm going to take them to win and cover. I think I am also a believer in history. Oregon State has not, yeah, not beaten to Grapes Point, uh, Washington State in Pullman since 2013. Last year was the first time that Oregon State had beaten Washington State at all since 2013. Man, Washington State just looks so good, and I bet against them so much. I think I'm going to pick Washington State to win this game, Um, and I think it's going to completely shatter everything we thought we knew about this, uh, about the league. So... It's going to be a fun game. This is by far, this is like game of the week shit right here. Um, Okay, next game. USC travels to Tempe to play the poor Arizona State Sun Devils on Fox at 7.30 p.m. Matthew Robertson. Do we have a line on this one? Someone have that up? Minus 28 and a half USC. Holy fuck. Matt, who wins who covers? Sicko's game of the week. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck. (laughs) These two teams fucking suck. Um, what the Panthers did to my son's flag football team. I I think this should look pretty similar. Um, 28 and a half. What Uh, the, who the fuck put a mortgage on USC? Are you kidding me? You might be right. Are you kidding me? Fresno State literally scored 29. (laughs) ASU will probably score on USC though. Uh, I don't know. I'm yeah, ready okay. to say Fresno State has a better defense than USC. Chad, Chad with the stats. ASU is 0-3 against the spread and 0-3 on overs this year. Let's go to 0-4. No <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, uh, Grapes. Arizona State, or sorry, USC minus 28. Who wins who covers? Yeah, USC's covering. I don't usually bet on sports, but like I think I might have to figure out how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll Greg. go to a casino. There's casinos everywhere here. I was prepared. Like, in my head, I was like, USC by any number. If it's at 38 and a half, maybe I'll think no. But 28 and a half, USC covers this with ease. Reed? Same thoughts as everyone else. USC covers. Yeah, USC covers easily. Uh, how many How many do we think we're, they're getting? Do you think they're going to break 70? No. Mm. Yes. I think they're going to they score might. like 54. I, I just don't think there'll be enough minimum. possessions for that to get there. It'll be like, this, there will with the, it'll be like yeah. the Stanford game, maybe with less turnovers. 
Oh, I think exactly. it'll be. I, I think it'll be the turnover. I think Matt's right. The turnovers are the thing that's going to create some extra possessions. They're going to trot Miller Moss out there, and he's just going to accidentally run into a few touchdowns himself. So, Oregon State Wazoo line is down to two at DraftKings. Holy no shit! shit. No free We locked it sorry. in at three and a half. <laughs> well, I, mean, no, 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 I don't think that's how it works. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> we, did, we already went over this. It was decided. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh, last game. I'm surprised you didn't pick this one as a sickos game of the week. Yeah, but maybe that's it's going to get I'm another saying. distinction. Cal travels. Oops. Tra- Cal is traveling to Seattle to play Washington at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Do we have a line for this game? No. This is, mm-hmm. I feel like you should automatically pencil in Cal and UW as Sickos game every year. Like, I I don't care how bad ASU is. Like, but I kind of want to watch this one. I don't want to like, watch you all, USC. Yeah, ASU. you all misunderstand <laughs> what Sickos <laughs> means. Disgusting energy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this is going to be sick and twisty. Would you, exactly. Would you say? Watch this shit. <laughs> Grapes, who wins? Does a part of me want to pick Cal? Oh, oh no. it sounds like it sounds like. Uh oh, uh oh, it no, sounds like I'm because Wilcox sounds is about like, to no, run the I'm damn not. ball. <laughs> Wait, what's the spread? Is there a spread? No, no. I don't know if I can choose it without knowing what the spread is. It'll be. UW's been too. It'll good. be more than twenty. UW's been no, too good. Be. You think? You think it'll be under twenty? Oh yes. Yeah. Really? Oh yes. Jaden, o- what's the status on Jaden Ott's injury? I think it'll be high teens if I had to guess. Some, does anybody know what, S- if Jaden Ott will be SP playing? SP Plus has it at 21 and a half. Oh man. Ask the chat. Go on without me. I need to do some research. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg. Cal's That's defense like 21 is not, and a half. So Cal's SP+ defense is not good enough for me to uh, take them. I want to take Cal because we all remember glorious Cal wins over uh, over UW in the past, but I just I can't get there. I can't get there. I think UW is is gonna is gonna win by a lot. Okay, but think about how funny it is if we all picked Cal. I'm picking every- Cal. <laughs> I'm picking Cal. Pencil and Cal. And, and on the graphics when it drops on Thursday. <laughs> Guys, if just we all fucking pick Cal down listen, the line. If we all pick Cal, it will be like None of us it's lost a free any play. Points. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> everybody pick, you pick Oh, Cal. fuck you, Greg. <laughs> Greg, come on, Greg. Wait, I actually, Greg, please. <laughs> no, I'm so? picking you, Dub. I'm putting Cal. I'm putting Cal on the graphic as a joke for everyone. <laughs> Reed, Washington, twenty-one and a half point favorites per SP plus. Don't be a coward. We got. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Washington. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, Matthew yeah, I'll pick Cal. <laughs> I'll have some fun. What, Run the damn what ball, do they, Justin. What do they know? What do they know? <laughs> Grapes, you're going with Cal. I'm picking Cal. This can be the bad vibes game of the week. <laughs> I, Let's go. I was uh, definitely, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't think Cal should win, but I guess that's right when it happens, right? When it shouldn't. Fuck. Fucking Cal. Cal's going to suck me back in again. I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> Okay, I I, now here I am the deciding vote, and I really want the graphic to at least have a majority Cal, but I do think okay, I'm, I'm so I will pick Cal, put Cal on the graphic. It's fine. No, People, this is this isn't how the game works. This is not how the game works. This is picking. Then I'm then I'm dragging. I'm picking Washington. I'm picking Washington. Cal is fucking annoying. Christ. 
Washington's going to beat them um, by 50. How wild is it that it's like first real test of the season for UW is Cal? <laughs> hey, Matt, what can I do to convince you to switch your vote to UW? Nothing. <laughs> I think Cal can run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, going to be interesting. All right. Well, that's it for our game predictions for the week. Let's get out of here. We're back on YouTube next Sunday at 9 a.m. Pacific to recap this amazing week of college football that's uh, ahead of us. Be sure to subscribe to the channel to get updates when we go live. And, of course, we'll drop this into your podcast feeds every Mondays at 5 a.m. Pacific. For now, that's Avery. That's Reed. I'm Carlos. That's Greg. That's Matt. I wrote this for last week. Didn't even update it. Thank you for joining us live. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you to Homefield for sponsoring this podcast. We will see you next week. And remember, there are no truck stops here. We did it, everyone. We got past non-con. We, we really did it. Rumors still and thick with smoke. So thick it makes you choke. The crowd falls in. The coffee's kicking in my patience. So everything said I'm lonelier than a single sex on a quiet city street. Things aren't always greener on the sunny side of the street. Jesus. I kind of believe it too.
No, that that wasn't what I said. I said he was a bigger question mark than fifth year DTR, who was like a top three quarterback in the Pac twelve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. I when have I ever said Dante Moore is not good? I 